Welcome back to another episode of GALS. I'm Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Developer Advocate, and I am joined today by the awesome Rita Jung, uh, who, uh, what, what's your title? Principal Software Engineer. Principal Software Engineer, and you are in um, CSE? Yes, Commercial okay. Software Engineer. Commercial Software Engineering, and you work a lot with, with, uh, with containers and open source. Yep. Okay, so what's what's the we right now we're at a uh, we're in San Francisco, California, not our usual gal space. We're actually in the Microsoft Reactor space, and Rita here just gave an awesome um, talk and demo about how to use Kubernetes and TensorFlow. Um, so, is your main focus uh, right now at Microsoft basically on on containers and, and, and open source? Is that yeah, absolutely. Uh, we feel that you know containers and specifically uh, the orchestrator space has kind of blown up. Um, and as a developer, I'm, I have been very excited for the past few years. Um, and, and given the acquisition of Deus and, and the fact that Brandon Burns is part of our uh, product team, I'm just super, super excited. Uh, and I think it's a very exciting time for Microsoft and I'm just really happy to be part of the journey. How long have you been at Microsoft? Uh, it's almost two and a half years now. Almost two and a half years. Yeah. Um, so what were you doing before Microsoft? Oh yeah, so before I came to Microsoft, uh, I was a um, software engineer at General Electric. I was helping the cloud team build uh, the infrastructure and the cloud platform for, for General Electric. Cool, and so did that, what, what kind of stuff did that entail? Uh, yeah, so this was about uh, probably four years ago where I and many other uh, developers and, and architects basically evaluated all the containers and orchestrators at the time. Uh, and so I went through uh, solutions like Kubernetes, Cloud Foundry, uh, Mesos. Uh, so it was definitely the early, the early stage of, of, of the container world. Of the container yeah. world. And then I kind of led you into what you do now, which is helping customers. Yeah. Um, kind of figure out what solutions are yeah, best for absolutely. them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, um, how did you kind of get into infrastructure and, and, and I guess uh, that sort of thing to begin with? Like, uh, what, what kind of spurred your interest in computer science and, and tech? Yeah, um, I guess in terms of software, uh, I actually started coding probably in tenth grade. And uh, dabble into like web applications and stuff like that. But I, what really made a difference was my software uh, teacher back in high school. Uh, I didn't even know we had a software class, of course. Uh, and and I got in the class, and then the teacher was like, "Oh, you're late about like half half of a semester." And he just added me, and I was like, start doing homework. And then the thing that really made a difference was he said, "Rita, you should." totally pursue a career in this because you have a knack for it. And I think that was like a very pivotal point in my life. And I really thought, wow, I could do this as a living. And, and it's been a great uh, decision ever since. Were you, were you computer savvy before you took uh, that, that software class? Were you interested in technology? Did you use, you know, were, were you, um, you know, maybe building your own web pages or mm -hmm. doing things like that beforehand? Uh, I, I don't think I was like software or computer um, savvy at all. I, I've always been uh, really good at math. I love math. I love engineering. Um, so I've always thought I would go into engineering. Um, and what made a difference in terms of software was, uh, you know, because I took that computer science class and, 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 and the fact that he gave me that vote of confidence and it really made a difference. And I really liked that class. So yeah, because yeah. it just clicked with you. Yeah, and it was just really fun. 
and and it was like I had a problem and I could solve it with just writing code. Uh, so it was just like it, it felt very powerful. Um, and then at the same time, uh, you know, after I graduated from college, I just really want to work with customers because I felt very, again, empowered to solve like real world problem with software. Um, and I felt like it, it was like one of those skill sets that like kind of it's kind of like I have my own uh, sort of personal power. Interesting. So, so, um, so you started taking um, programming class sophomore year of high school, mm -hmm. um, had a great teacher who encouraged you. Did you continue taking classes in high school and kind of learning on your own, or? No, that was the only computer science class that was offered, uh, and, and that was like my, the last year of my senior year, um, but it, it, it made me really want to go into it. So, so in, in, in uh, college, uh, I was in EE and CS, um, and as I grew, uh, took more classes, I, I kind of focused more on CS. More on CS, okay, yeah. and less on the electric yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, engineering But I think the, found, the engineering foundation helped a lot, yeah. Uh, do you think, for what you do now, which is a lot of infrastructure design stuff and, and obviously work with customers, do you think that your background in engineering helps with that? Because in the, in the maybe the planning stages yeah. and, and like kind of figuring out yeah, I, I would say, say so. Um, I definitely think I'm very analytical, and and I love tinkering with things, and I, I'm always like really curious how things work. Um, so I think that curiosity is just like it's very innate for any engineer. Yeah. When you were a kid, did you ever, were you like big into Legos or anything like that? Did you like take <laughs> stuff apart? I'm just curious. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I still remember breaking apart like a watch. Like probably <laughs> I don't even know if it's expensive, but like I broke it, and I was like, oh, and was like to take it apart and I of course I couldn't put it back um, I, my, I think my dad was pretty furious um, <laughs> but yeah it, it was like something that again that, that engineering curiosity uh, definitely resonated with me yeah so you, so you started um, on computer science and e in college and when did you kind of make the decision that you like what was kind of your focus point on CS in college just kind of general stuff or did you kind of find your way into um, you know uh, 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 I don't want to say DevOps because I yeah. think it goes beyond that, but going to kind yeah. of like architecture yeah. stuff. And I definitely say like DevOps is more recent, right? Um, uh, I think in terms of my focus, like I, I loved operating systems and I, um, I, I really like databases uh, and I think compilers are really interesting. Uh, so, so I think definitely having those foundations, uh, like data structure, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I still have all those books on my bookshelf. Um, and, and I think just, yeah, you know, just kind of be able to uh, understand the basics is very important. Uh, and I also really like um, doing projects. Like I think for, for me, like I, I love the theoretics, but I, I definitely love the practical a lot more. Uh, I love working on projects and working with people uh, and, and just making that intangible thing a little bit more tangible. Yeah. Did you figure that out in college, kind of while you were kind of going through your classes, yeah. kind of realize you're like, all right, I like yeah. learning about the, this theory, but really I just want to build Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. That's how I was like, oh, I, can't, I don't think I can get a master's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what are some of the interesting things over the course of your career, if, if, if you can talk about them, that you've maybe helped build customer, build for customers or like solutions you've helped kind of solve or, oh, or yeah. create? Um, I think really... Um, caring about the customer like uh, and I think it's probably like a personality thing where 
um, you know, really try to put yourself in their shoes and, and help identify solutions that, that will work for them long term, right? And, and be more of a partner with them rather than like a, like a vendor, right? I think that's really, really important. Um, and I think that's where open source was re like really resonated with me because it, it's where you you work as a community regardless what company you're with right. uh, or, or what position you're at. Um, and I think everyone tries to to work towards the common good. And of course, that's not always true. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think at least the developers are trying to do that. Were you getting into open source when you were in college? It was was that part of kind of? It was a little more later on. A little later on. Yeah. Okay. Because um, it's interesting, um, and, and we've talked to other uh, people at Microsoft about this, but you know, it, there has been this big shift at Microsoft where we have really started to embrace open source, mm -hmm. and it's not just um, you know uh, yeah. speaking words; it's actually having people like you who are actively engaged in communities and using projects and contributing stuff back. And we have so many you know contributions to open source. Were you when you came to Microsoft? Was that something that kind of surprised you? Yes. That, yeah. I mean, because it surprised me. So yeah. I'm just asking. Well, like, absolutely. Um, so I still remember like two and a half years ago um, when the recruiter reached out and they were like, oh, "Would you be interested in working for Microsoft?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know." And and then it was like, "Oh, oh, by the way, you'll be hired to do open source." And I was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" <laughs> and and then you know, I of course. The recruiter talked about like what I was doing at the time, and and thought that my my experience really would help in the open source wor world, and 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 I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. And I think the final thing that I asked was like, the 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 thing that clicked for me was I asked a hiring manager after talking interviewing with him I was like so if I get hired could I request a, a MacBook <laughs> and he was like absolutely I was like okay okay you just proved that you're not the old Microsoft so I think that was I mean I know it's only like a MacBook but it well, was like very very important for to, you to use the tools you're comfortable with but but also to show that 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 it's not a it's not rigid right mm -hmm. it's able to work with people to to make sure that they're productive and then they're that that the Microsoft is the new Microsoft no longer biased about certain things but rather open to to new ideas and, and new new uh, um, you know new opportunities do you think that helps when you are working with customers, having kind of that new kind of approach? Oh, absolutely. Uh, every time when I show up at a Hackfest with my MacBook uh, or, or at a meetup, like the, 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 there's a guy that was here earlier who just came up to me and, and was like, was that a MacBook? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and, and not to say a MacBook is good or better or anything like that, but sometimes, you know, again, speaking to other developers talking about the tools that they love, talking about the, the same experience that they have, like you know, working in Linux, working with Python, or working, um, you know, with the tools that they're comfortable with. You you build credibility, right? You, you build credibility, and and you show them that we're in this just as much as you do. And and believe me, when when we file uh, issues back to the product team. Our, our team, we do a lot of that because we, we use MacBook, right? And, and a lot of things don't work as well on MacBook. Why? Because some of the product teams only use Windows. And, and so, so, so we, we, of course, we give feedback to the product team, but, but I also think that's like a culture change, right? Is when you get enough people inside of the company fighting for, pe for, for people outside of the company using the tools that they use every single day, that's powerful. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. That's really well said. Um, what kind of got you interested in, in containers specifically? 
Um, I, I mean, this was like years ago, right? Yeah. But, but I think at the time it was, it just kind of really made sense. Like, you know, before that it was uh, virtual machines, mm -hmm. and, and and then everybody was talking about cloud, uh, and lightweight, uh, and so so did it was just like very obvious uh, as the 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 next thing, right? Um, and in terms of the progression of the the, the this this uh, space, right? Did part of that maybe appeal to you since you were saying before you had like an interest in operating systems mm -hmm. and, and in you know compilers and things like that? Mm -hmm. Do you think that that might have been part of kind of the interest too? Is that you know maybe the association between you know containers and yeah. and how OSs work? Absolutely, I, I definitely think that's part of it. Um, and I also think maybe because it because it is closer to the operating system, it kind of gives you a chance to kind of go deeper. Uh, and, and I think a good engineer should always have that curiosity to want to go deeper. What do you think is the next big thing happening maybe in the container space? I mean, is, I mean, every, everybody's, we're obviously, Microsoft is obviously heavily mm -hmm. invested in Kubernetes, so are a lot of other places, but do you think, what, is, is that, do you think like, it's still kind of the next big movement or, or what else do you think is kind of on the horizon? Um, well, I, th I think in terms of Kubernetes, there's still a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that don't quite work well in production. <laughs> um, and, and you know, like in terms of, and, and again, uh, Kubernetes is not a platform, right? right? Uh, so, so I think that's probably the next thing. Uh, I, I think folks like Red Hat, um, they already have OpenShift and, and CoreOS, they yeah, have they just, Tectonic. They, they, yeah, they like just all, bought CoreOS, yeah. yeah like, like I think these people are, they've made the investment a long time ago uh, and, 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 and they are making that industri this industry a lot better. Uh, so I definitely think there's more improvement in, in platform, uh, but also open source platform going forward. Um, I think there's going to be more competitions in terms of who runs the better uh, and, and also who offers the best developer experience. Because at the end of the day, you know, all this stuff is nothing without developers. Um, you talked before like, about how your high school teacher was, that was kind of the pivotal moment for yeah. you. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that and, and like, had, before he'd said those things, do you mm -hmm. had you? I mean, you'd considered being an engineer, but you hadn't really considered mm -hmm. a career in computers, right? Okay. So, um, how important do you think it is for, especially for women, because we're so underrepresented in this industry, yeah. to have champions and, and teachers? How, how important do you think that is for them to have like mentors or people out there to kind of keep an eye out and say those things to them? I think is super important, and I think I'm probably a living proof of that. Um, I I had no interest in computer science because I have very little uh, contact with it, I would say. Like, no one around me was like a computer science major. Um, my, my mom was a chemist, my dad is, was a physicist, so, you know, like, that's why I probably, I wanted to go into engineering. But uh, having said that, I, I think, um, you know, having strong mentors is absolutely important. Um, but I think, for the most part, I think is exposure. Uh, I think is having access to 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 these, uh, whether that's education or the tools um, or like internet, right? Yeah. Like I, I think all of that, a combination of that, is is probably very helpful. So exposure is a big yeah. thing. Do you? I mean, this is a loaded question, and if you don't have an answer for it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But what can we do to help in, in improve exposure? Because so many people. You know, we, we think that it's so easy, there are so many coding camps, there are other things, but limited people have access to those types yeah. of things. So what, what can we do, do you think, especially as like Microsoft, like what can we do to help improve that? Uh, 
I definitely think education. Um, I can go on days to talk about what is wrong with education today, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to do that. Um, but essentially, I, I think you know, um, I think it's important to learn the fundamentals. Uh, and I'm going to bring up this thing that Elon Musk said, because I think he, his kids go to this special school or something where they don't follow the K-12 uh, uh, curriculum. Like they just focus, like if the kid wants to learn something, they just go learn it. And I think that's kind of cool. I think it's good to expose them to stuff. But once they decided that's what they want to do, they should just spend time focusing on it rather than spending 12 years um, learning something that they may never, ever use. Um, but I, I probably digress. <laughs> no, no, that's that's interesting. But I guess maybe the, there's kind of a chicken and that problem because mm -hmm. I'm with you. I think it's if you know that you're interested in something, focusing on it. But yeah. how do we maybe expose people in addition to having the yeah. education there? How do we expose people so that people like you can True. say, I, this is something that interests me. So yeah, I mean, I, uh, a lot of schools nowadays have have uh, computer science classes. Uh, I definitely think in ver very near future that it would probably just be the same thing as math. Like it's a required class for everybody. Um, so, so I think having exposure there definitely helps. Um, but I also think like having people who do what we do and, and just like talk about what you do uh, as, a, as an engineer. And I think that would just help like get the word out uh, with your family, with your friends and, and talk about it with their kids, right? Um, and I think um, going to meetups, uh, going to conferences, uh, talking to college kids, like I think that all of that helps, uh, obviously. Um, and, and I also, also feel like we uh, as a as a as an industry like we, we should also not separate the, the the men and the women like like I, I think I was talking to someone earlier about this is I kind of wish we would just talk about technology without having gender in there at all um, yes we need more women but we shouldn't uh, identify women and call them out, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you have a lot of other women in your computer science classes in college? I, I did not. I, and, and, and you know, uh, what I'm about to say is going to sound surprising, but I didn't realize I was a minority in this field until like probably a few years ago. And why? Because I, it just never occurred to me that I, that there weren't a lot of women or there weren't a lot of like engineers. I, I don't know why, maybe because I didn't see gender as a, as a difference, but like it just never occurred to me. So I don't know. Okay, no, that's yeah. fair enough. Um, and, and you were, you, you had an interest and you were able to pursue it. Yeah. You didn't feel. I didn't feel like I was limited by anything. Yeah. That's probably important. And yeah. you didn't feel like you were being held back because yeah. of anything. I was really lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 aw that, that, that's awesome. Um, all right, so we're now gonna do what we call the lightning round. Oh God. So I'm just gonna ask you some random questions okay. and you're just gonna answer as fast as you can. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Or not as fast as you can, just the first thing that comes okay. to mind. All right, what's the first thing you do every morning? Brush my teeth. Okay, you do that, like you don't like look at your phone, like, like. Well, I do. Yeah, okay, I'm the same way. Oh, I was thinking like getting up. Yeah, yeah, getting up, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So get up, you look at your phone, then brush your teeth. Yeah, All right, yeah. uh, what's the most used app on your phone? Uh, emails. Yeah. Email, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have like a, fa a favorite social network? Twitter. Twitter? <laughs> Twitter's a good one. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite uh, programming language? Oh, Go. Go? Yeah. Um, what's your least favorite programming language? 
Ooh, I don't want to piss off any community, so I'm going to take the fifth. Okay, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Um, uh, we, we will do the Andy Cohen rules, so you can flee the fifth. Oh, God. <laughs> you just, it's good. Um, what, uh, you've worked with a, with a lot of customers and like help them solve problems. Can you maybe give an example of, of uh, a cool problem that you helped solve or, or a solution you helped architect? Um, let me think which one I can talk about. Sure. Uh, well, let's take what we talked about tonight uh, at the meetup. Uh, so, so, so yeah, so we worked with a uh, company called Lipit. Uh, I, I think they're a YC uh, in the city, uh, a startup who focuses on uh, basically uh, running model, uh, 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 creating models and, and trainings for predictions for, for their customers. And um, as part of our collaboration, we basically worked with them to figure out how to uh, run uh, their trainings at scale. And why is this more relevant for them? Because they have to, uh, like the solution that they built basically needs to um, uh, 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 sorry, scale on demand uh, when their users schedule training, right? Uh, so their customers need to like use their system and, and schedule jobs and all that. So they needed something that is actually can grow and shrink as a demand uh, grows and shrinks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what's your favorite text editor? Oh, code. Code. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have like a, a favorite uh, um, a shell or, or terminal app? Uh, I just use the the term. The terminal. Yeah. Okay. Some people have like their own customers, yeah, which I is know. curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. What is one uh, thing about you that, that that might surprise people to know about you? Like, something you're interested in. Like, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. All right. All right. Rita, thank you so much for taking the time to answer my questions and to talk to us about what you do here at Microsoft. It's awesome. We need more people like you. I love that you're working with open source. Love that you're helping educate you know, customers come up with solutions and contributing back to the community. And the talk that, that uh, Rita gave um, uh, on using um, uh, Kubernetes and TensorFlow, we will link to. It's awesome. So thank you so much. Thank you.